This is the way. This is the way. Hello there. So say we all. May the force be with you. You're a wizard, Harry. I am Iron Man. What about second breakfast? I said more. You're here because you know something. Whoa, this is heavy. I volunteer as tribute. I'm Batman. You have chosen wisely. The North remembers. Go infinity and beyond. The force will be with you. Welcome to the Nerdverse, nerds! Today, this episode is for all you Star Wars nerds out there. I'm Joanna Milady Krupnik. And I'm Brian something about friendship Plofsky. And we oh. could not be happier you or your major domo are here to pay tribute. <laughs> Today in the Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian, we'll be dusting off that Sarlacc spit and discussing the series premiere of The Book of Boba Fett, Chapter 1, Stranger in a Strange Land, on Disney+. But first, as we start every episode, this is your spoiler alert alert. I repeat, this is your spoiler alert alert. We will be spoiling everything about this episode, potentially Mandalorian, potentially Attack of the Clones, uh, and more Star Wars. So if you haven't seen any of this, perhaps stop. Pause, watch it, come back, or just keep going, but you will be spoiled. Mm. Well, Brian, we're, we've made it to the Book of Boba Fett, which I feel like was so long in the future, right. and it just it just happened. I think Christmas, it all bundled into big snowballs and just kept rolling, and here we are. Totally, and I, it just it really does feel so long ago, even more than the actual amount of time since we got that Luke Skywalker reveal into the Book of Boba Fett announcement after that Mandalorian season two finale. And so here we are, like you said, and I have to say, the the thing I just want to start out with here is I am so happy to be back in a galaxy far, far away. We've been in Marvel land for a, I love Marvel and we've been Mm -hmm. in the MCU world for a long time. Spider-Man, no way home, all the Marvel TV shows. But I have to say my ride or die is star Wars. So I am so happy to be talking star Wars today. Me too. I think my, I think it's my first is Harry Potter, but my second is star Wars. And I'm so excited to do star Wars because it's the thing that I'm the fresh, it's the, it's the thing that's newest to well, Marvel and that kind of came together. But it's the it's why I took I took it and ran with it more than just watching Marvel movies and reading a few comics. So I feel the most excited to talk about Star Wars. Harry Potter to me is just like old hat, but and Marvel I love. But um, yeah, Star Wars is the thing I'm the most excited to like test what I've learned and like sure. Oh, I just I'm so and it's the first show that's come. Well, Bad Batch I guess was the first show since I've. Kind of wait, learned everything. What, wait, what show? I'm sorry, Bid Bitch, the Bid Bitch. Oh yeah, oh, now <laughs> I understand. Also, you said you said that Harry Potter is old hat. Um, I think yeah. you mean it's old sorting hat. Old sorting. <laughs> God, why don't I ever think of these things? This is well, my I, job. I do want to say that your ability to retain all of the Star Wars knowledge in such a small amount of time is truly spectacular. I mean, you just like, you really, I mean, you just like Ravenclaw hit the ground running with all of this. Like, you you know so much about the lore and especially, you know, obviously Skywalker saga stuff, but also, oh, what's that pen? Oh, Ravenclaw pen. It's a Ravenclaw pen. pen. (laughs) 
But even just like you're now not. I mean, how many times have you watched Rebels through? How many times have you watched Clone Wars through? Oh, like oh my god. Well, I've watched Rebels through like seven times, but I've watched Twilight of the Apprentice and beyond like forty seven times. Clone Wars, I think I've sure. watched three times all the way through. But the last like movie uh, arc, I've watched like. 20 times that's wild that's but amazing the prequels i've only watched like three times each so <laughs> it goes in sure. ways okay i I've, I've watched the prequels more i think i saw well, the i've watched prequels. Seth a ton oh that's like the one Seth. i've watched the least oh my god that's like the best one attack of the clones is the movie i've seen the most of, of the that is the worst one disagree well oh you're right okay no you don't even need the first one although he's very cute are no, you an but- angel I would argue, hit the nose. I would argue, <laughs> oh, I don't know. We could talk prequels for a long time. I know. We should say, just do a whole separate pod about the prequels. You should, we should. But I will say, don't threaten this guy with a good time using Attack of the Clones footage to start out the Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> there was so much prequel footage. Oh, my God. the com- Just the crash of the waves on Kamino, especially since we just said goodbye to Kamino yes. on, Beth, on Bed Betch. On the um, bed, bitch. That's where we left off. Yeah, and and saying hello to Camino, even just for a flash of one second, and then the young Boba Fett on Genosis, right after Mace Windu decapitates his Seeing dad, the helmet, the helmet. Mm-hmm. like that, got me so amped to be back in Star Wars world, and like and 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 just like move forward with Bo- with Boba Fett. Like I, I'm I'm so I had this was not. I'm going to be upfront. This is not my favorite like Star Wars episode of. of okay, well, that was my next question. Is what do you think? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I really liked it. Um, I think it was really fun to get back into this world. I, I, I think that it was. They had some awesome moments, and I was just like really, really excited to get back into this world, and 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 all of this intro stuff. Um, really got me excited for sure. What about you? What did you think of the episode? Yeah, I thought it was, um, I'm, I'm, I don't really mind cause I'm just happy to be here, but I did, I was like, okay, there's a lot of exposition. Um, I thought we got, there were a lot of fun Easter eggs, which kept me really entertained. I thought it was very well done. I couldn't believe how long we waited for actual dialogue. I think this episode probably filled up one page of actual dialogue and half of it was in Tuscan Raider, Tuscanese or whatever the thing Tuscan in, in Tuscany. Tuscan. Yeah. They were speaking Tuscan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I thought it was just like a lot of exposition, but I'm excited to see what happens. Now I have a few ideas about like what I want to see. Um, sure. But yeah, so do you want to talk about what happened? Do you want to go point yeah. by point? What do you want to do? Yeah, I'll run through I'll run through what happens in the episode. So Perfect. Jabba had many vessels. We've got a lot of ground to cover if we had to keep his empire intact. I can make the rounds without you. Jabba rarely left his chambers. Jabba ruled with fear. I intend to rule with respect. We start with establishing shots of um, Jabba's palace on Tatooine, and then we find Boba Fett in a Bacta tank. Shout out to the yes. Bacta tanks. Oh, um, which look like they've improved since Vader. Definitely. This one looked like a tanning bed. This looked quite yeah. quite relaxing, actually. Yeah, I mean, but we've also only really seen vertical ones, like on Hawk right. and stuff but like that. But this one's great. You can sleep. Yeah, definitely. It's like going you to the dentist. Good. You just like, totally. you just close your eyes. Yeah. It's exactly what it was like. Yeah. Dentist, Bacta tank. Um, back, back to pod. 
back to back pop. to pop. So I really so so we're in the back to tank and we're getting healed. And I think we're meant to believe that not only is his body healing, but like the back to fluids are like healing his mind or bringing up trauma or whatever it is. So we're jumping into his memories, um, which I think is interesting. And I'm wondering if throughout the whole series, if we'll be getting these two timelines. This post-Jedi, pre-Mandalorian timeline, and then this post-Mandalorian season two timeline. Right, Um, right. Well, here's my question. Do you want to see, or here's a question, I have a million, but do you want to see these going in tandem the whole way through? Or are you satisfied, like, now that, you know, not Jephead, but now that the Tusken Raiders are like, we're, thank you, um, are we just to assume that he just, like, works, do you need to see any more? Uh, How much I mean, do you think there is? I think there's a lot. Um, he, When we first see him in Mandalorian Season 2, he's wearing the black, cool, cool Tusken Raider black robes. Yeah, he has a lot of influences from Tusken yeah. Raider-ness. So I'm assuming that he gets to indoctrinated into their tribe in some way. Um, but, man, I really, really dug the look of these Tusken Raiders. Uh, like, Small tangent. Yeah, of course. As a Dune fan... Um, George Lucas was also a a Dune fan Mm -hmm. and he, uh, this, a lot of influences obviously played in Star Wars. And this was the first time that I was like, oh, this is his still suit. Like this is a Tusken Raider. This is a still suit. Mm, Like they totally, like they live out there. They've got the like crazy tubes and, um, weird vocal. Anyway, so that's, I'm going to call it from now on the, the, Tuscan still suit. The sure. So Tatooine still suit. The, the still suits for Tatooine look great. Yeah. Um, and so, but um, we see that before that, he brings, he's brought to the Tuscan Raiders. The Jawas are taking all of his armor off, which is how, <laughs> how yeah, we got an episode of Tuscan Raiders and Jawas and um, Tamorians. Yep. All of them. Uh, Wild. So great. And um, so that's how Cobb Vanth gets the armor in season two of Mandalorian. Yes. Um, and so he gets taken by the um, the Tusken Raiders. They tie him up. The little kids beat him up. And then uh, he, is, he escapes. And then the Rodian, that stupid Rodian, uh, calls him out and gets him caught again. And then, see, I have a soft spot for the Rodians because that was Padme's uncle. I know, but he also <laughs> he also turned too. I know he was a slippery little mm-hmm. s- slide. Yeah. Box. Um. So then you go to. So then you're you're back in the present where people are bringing him gifts, and then you get um Selena Myers' ex husband as yes. like major domo. Yes. Uh, also, do you watch uh, um, What We Do in the Shadows, the TV show? No, but I've heard about it. So one of my favorite characters, played by Matt Berry on that show, is the voice of the back that droid. Eight and eight. Yeah. Eight and eight. Yes. And then you had Robert Rodriguez as the uh, the one uh, who gives him the nasty comment. He's like, I hope you never leave Mos Espa or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget the line. And then can I say my favorite cameo? Yeah, of course. Um, did you ever watch Fairy Tale Theater? Yeah. Oh, okay. Did you ever see the Cinderella one with um uh Jean Stapleton? She was the fairy godmother. I don't remember, but I'm sure oh, I God, I've I seen them these. all. Oh yeah. I own the DVDs. I'm obsessed. I watched them as a child on VHS or PBS, but then I bought the DVDs while oh, we were in Ithaca. Yeah, because oh. I just felt like being nostalgic. 
there's so many celebrities in them. Oh, um, yeah. I remember yeah. – uh, well, that's a tangent we don't have to get into. Okay. But, yes. but anyway, yeah. Jennifer Beals played Cinderella, and she was Garza Whip at the, the uh, cantina, the really Wait. pretty Twi'lek. Uh, can we also talk about how Jennifer Beals to you is not Flashdance, is not the bodyguard <laughs> – is not any of the things she's famous for, but 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 Cinderella in the fairy tale theater episode. I know she was flash dance too. That's right. I just I just think of her first. I just think of her first as fairy tale Amazing. theater. Amazing. Amazing. Anyway, That's incredible. That was a great yeah. cameo. So then, basically, what they're doing is they're trying to take re reestablish themselves um, as the Don, the the the. Um, the mafia king of Jabba's territory. So they go to the cantina in Mos Espa, also Mos Espa, where um, Anakin and her, his mother Shmi was living um, <clears throat> and where the pod races are. Maybe we'll get a nice little Watto. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, I would love it. Um, but long story short, they go there. They're attacked by um, they're attacked by assassins, uh, which are credited as Nightwind assassins. Um, oh, oh, interesting. <clears throat> but those, I just read the subtitles, and it just says assassin. Mm, but I didn't um, know. It was. Uh, and then he gets injured, so he goes back to the back to tank. And uh, Fennec Shand, MVP, uh, Fennec Shand, <laughs> Ming Na Wen, who's incredible, uh, is uh, captures one of them, casually pushes <laughs> the other one off the roof. That's some little parkour. 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 And then uh, <laughs> we go to back into the back to tank where we see the little boy take Boba Fett to the some like outpost, somebody's house. Um, and he sees like this basically like this like tattooing gang with gang signs and graffiti. And we don't really yeah. know what's happening there. He forces them or she, the, the youngling, um, to dig up these little water pods in the desert. They find a monster. Boba Fett, in a very cool action sequence, takes out the monster and is uh, brought back to the village um, where they celebrate the the slaying of that beast. Um, but also he's given a pod of water, showing him starting to gain the trust of the Tusken Raiders. Yes. And that's where our episode ends. And then the post-credit sequence, there. I'm just kidding. There was no post-credit sequence. I was about to say, are you kidding me? You're going to have to edit <laughs> this out because I didn't there see it. No, there wasn't <laughs> I just was so excited. <laughs> Um, right. so yeah. things, things I wrote down, this is a segment it's called things Brian wrote down because he's a nut job. All okay. right. So we talked about a lot of them. Camino, Genosis, the Sarlacc pit, Mos Espa, the Tusken Raiders and Jawas, the Cobb Vanth armor, um, like how he gets the armor, um, yeah. uh, the, uh, the Banthas, which yeah. was awesome to see my bears, the droid. Okay. This is my favorite, uh, little Easter egg of the whole thing. Mm. Max Rebo and his band survived Jabba's bar <laughs> and is at the most Espa Cantina. But also, if you listen very carefully, they're playing a jazzy version of the Cantina song. Oh my God, they are? Yeah, it's like super like boop a doop 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 If you listen. Oh, wow. Well, no, I did not catch that. I was way too busy seeing if I was if I was catching any any people that have bodies sure. that I knew. I've also That's watched incredible. this episode. I've watched this episode three times already. <gasps> you dog! I only had time to watch it once. That's amazing. Well, the 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 first time I watched so the, this is how I watch it. The first time I watch yeah. it, I, I watch it as a fan. No notes, no nothing. That, yeah. Second time I watch it, I'm taking notes. Mm-hmm. Third time I watch it, I'm skipping to scenes that I want to investigate a little bit further. 
That's also, a really good way to do it. It also really helped that this was 38 minutes beginning yeah. to end. Yeah, oh, I thought it was going to be longer. Something else I noticed is, did you notice this, that the Star Wars intro within like new Disney Plus Star Wars TV intro um, didn't have the usual music behind it. It was a yeah. part of the episode where it had the Boba Fett like score underneath it. And you went right into those establishing shots of Tatooine of right. Jabba's Palace. And then we got the title card later. Similar to how they do it Mandalorian. in Mandalorian. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. Okay. I want to hear, like, what, what what did you love about this episode? What didn't really do it for you in this episode? Do you think that Star Wars sets expectations for big things happening in premiere episodes and that hurt your view of this? Or did you were you just along for the ride? Happy to be here. I think that Star Wars actually, my bar is like lower for Star Wars, probably because there have been there. Yeah. I mean, I, of course I always want it to be good. And when it hits, it hits, but because there's been like a lot of like, well, there's been misses along the way. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm actually just, I want to see good storytelling that makes sense. I want to see, I want to see attention to detail bringing, which Filoni of course is I never worry that that's not going to happen with Filoni because he's the person that picks the random droid that you saw in Phantom Menace and gives it like a whole story arc for, you know, IG-11 shows up in, you know, next to Vader in the original trilogy. Well, I know it's IG-88, but the IG-11 type droid, the model, the the sure. version of the looking droid. The Instagram um, droid, I, the IG the Inst- droid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so anyway... Where was I going with this? So the detail I'm always expecting is going to be there with um, something that Filoni is part of. But, um, yeah, I don't – I didn't have any expectations for this. I think I'm always going to have expectations to see characters come back because that's something that not only is Marvel doing, not only is Harry Potter doing, not only are all, you know, these long IP creations doing that gets people really excited now – um, thanks Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> alert. Um, but you know, so I'm, I'm always looking for that, but I have, I have like the lowest bar for this. I just want it. I just want, I do want to be entertained and I do want it to move the story forward. I, I don't want it to just be exposition and finding out like how he got to where he is. I, at first my thought when I watched it was that's how he gets out of the Sarlacc. If I'm being honest, I was like, that's, that's pretty easy. Um, but then I realized, okay, maybe people do get out of Sarlacc pits, but how they survive in the desert um, without a still suit, um, how they survive there in the dunes. Sure. You know, so I was like, Joanna, that's actually, it may not be as difficult. I mean, the stormtroopers are idiots, and he's got some gear, like fire and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, birds. But um, And birds? Yeah. Did I answer? Well, you know, the um, whistling birds. He doesn't actually have whistling birds, but he has a form of yeah, yeah, flames yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. coming out of where the whistling birds should be. Yeah. Um, so did I answer your question? Um, no. I don't know. I had a lot of questions. I think you answered one of them in terms of expectations, and it didn't. they were low for you. They're low um, for me. I just I, – but when I saw it, I said, oh, I hope it's not just this. I guess that's sure. – so I, I do have some expectation now for how it's um, going to play out. So what did you enjoy more? Did you enjoy the Tuscan Raider timeline or did you enjoy the most Espa timeline more? Most Espa because again, I want story moving forward. Me too. I want to see. Yeah. <clears throat> we, so that so yeah, what about you? 
Yeah, I, I actually thought that some of the Tusken Raider stuff was a little slow and a little boring in places. It was very mm-hmm. repetitive in terms of like escaping, coming back, escaping, coming back. Um, uh, however, I thought those scenes were well directed. I think that this whole episode is well directed and yeah, and it's beautiful, gorgeous to look at. Um, I like that the the Tatooine stuff. Well, it's all Tatooine stuff. The Tusken Raider stuff was a lot more Western, mm-hmm. and the most Espa stuff was more um, like uh, Japanese. Uh, cinema in terms of like feudal lords and yeah. you know like everyone his giving major influences yeah absolutely and so that kind of stuff i was drawn a little bit more towards because the plot's moving forward i'm more in i'm intrigued in that aspect of things i mean i am don't get me wrong i am looking forward to and interested in what he's how he survived how he became like how he survived all of that but I'm just way more interested in anything with him and Fennec Shand, even though yeah. the action was probably better. And, and in the, the other stuff when he's fighting that monster from the sand, which was awesome. Yeah. Um, he's a badass. Yeah. Also, here's a question for you. Hmm. He was a badass in the Mandalorian, but here mm-hmm. he's kind of out of fighting shape. Like it, it seems, is that an inconsistency? Do I not remember him limping at the end of the Mandalorian fight when they're trying to save Grogu? Um, I guess, what are your thoughts there? Well, what I realized, what I saw for Boba Fett, which maybe it's wrong because I don't remember when they filmed this, but he, to me, he looks in way better shape than he did while filming Mando. Maybe that's because he knew he was about to do this and was like, sure. oh, I'm going to be on camera a lot. Um, so he looked way more youthful in this. Um, uh, so I'm, I don't remember him. Um, I don't remember I, I, when I watched it this time. My impression was he is out of fluid, is out of liquids, and he's just on his. You know, he's just at his worst, but he still has like he still can push forward. He still has incredibly fast instincts. He still has a lot of just strength. Um, mm-hmm. So I I didn't take that away. I didn't take away that he was in sort of a it was not consistent in terms of the storytelling of where he's at physically. Okay, cool. But I also could be wrong because I mostly focus on what they're wearing sometimes as opposed to sure. like their physique. Yeah, their skill suits. <laughs> they're still suits. Or um, still suits, still suits. Yeah, still yeah. suits. It's okay, Brian. You didn't read the book. <laughs> I didn't read the books and I thought <laughs> the movies were fine. Oh, my God. Um, okay, so – um, Fennec though, uh, Ming-Na Wen is, is great. And I'm, oh, yeah, so I'm really excited to see, you know, how we get there. Do you think we're going to get a Mando cameo? I don't. Really? Um, I don't. I think Even that Even if it's part of his journey for how he gets to Maybe, his... maybe we'll get some Mandalorian. I, I don't know. I think we're going into like a bounty. I mean, maybe, maybe. And we're doing you think like it's going to be like Godfather, stuff? bounty hunter meets like... I Godfather. don't know. I said that this right. I don't know because at the beginning of the first episode of Mandalorian, at the very end, it was very clear where the series was going. He found this baby Yoda and he has to protect it and he has to he's gonna figure out what he's gonna do with it. Um mm-hmm. but in this one, it's still a little unclear because the mystery now is there's, there's unrest. To me, there's I think why I enjoyed the most Espa stuff more than I enjoyed the Tuscan Raider stuff is sure as a fanboy it was very excited to see him exciting to see him climb out 
of the Sarlacc pit and seeing right, survival. Right, because we always wondered how yeah, they did yeah, it. Yeah, totally. However, there's no mystery there. Like, I know that he's going to survive long enough to save Fennec Shand and, and then employ her and then find Mando and, like, get his armor back. Like, that stuff, yeah. I don't – that's not as interesting to me, even if the action set pieces are better. What's mm-hmm. interesting to me is this mystery. Who sent these people to kill him? Was it the mayor? Was it somebody else? Um, who's playing the mayor? Like, the, yeah. like, like that stuff is very interesting to me. Um, and so, and his banter with Fennec Shand and moving the plot forward, like you said, is more interesting to me. I mean, there's only so much plot to move forward because like. I mean, they clearly think not. they've got, they've got a story to tell. So yeah. that's encouraging. You know that it's not all just going to be, I mean, there's unrest and he's now the, now he's Lord Fett, which is so weird to hear. Um, sure. But with that, you know, that, that just can't, that obviously there's going to be a much bigger major conflict, I feel like. they yeah. Otherwise, what is it? Like, so, I, I think we're more likely to get clones than we are to get Mandalorian. Oh, and, and interesting. So having him come to terms with, like, we're coming, not coming to terms, but coming face to face with clones, that would be really cool. Some of the ones that, like, the, that generation of them. Yeah, like maybe, like maybe, maybe we get Rex. Maybe we get Captain Rex in this. Maybe we get. I would die. Die. I would die. That would kill me. I would actually faint. Um, I did love seeing the twin sons. Um, I did love seeing the original, like seeing the old stormtrooper suit in the. um, Yeah, sure. In the Sarlacc. Um, Mm -hmm. I loved. uh, I just love seeing all the. They're not species. Um, All the types of people that are not actual human, but. The life, the people that live in this galaxy, the, sure. the you know, Rodian and the, the uh, Gamorians and the, yeah, Twi'lek, of course. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. But, um, yeah, I'm, I am very curious. I do feel like there will be, they will try to connect this a little bit to the big bitch. I agree. I just have a feeling because you have Fennec <laughs> too and like the last time we saw her. And you and they purposefully. I mean, I know it's part of his origin to show um, Camino going under, but it's just it's too. You know, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't think that was Camino going under. I think that was just his memories of Camino because he wasn't on oh, Camino when it went They got under. tidal waves all the time. That's true. yeah, 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 yeah. It's just a tidal wave city. <laughs> just a normal um, tidal wave city. So I think that. I'll tell you two things that I have already gotten in my head that I will be deeply disappointed if it doesn't pan out. Oh, and like, no. And that's on me. And this is now going to come on me because now I'm going to get excited by what you say. <laughs> yeah, but I can stop if you want me to. No, it's okay. Say it. Okay, one. I'm too curious. I, I, I will be deeply disappointed if we do not get a live action Cad, Cad Bane. Jinx. Yeah. I know. Oh, my God. We will. We will. That I'm actually not concerned about. How they do that, I'm really interested to see. If it's going to be animatronic, some parts, if it's going to be face makeup, prosthetics, yeah. like how? Yeah, I'm those- interested. I'm interested in that. Um, this will not make or break me, but like I would just give me Hondo. I want Hondo. That's it. Hondo and Akka. <laughs> God, I love that character. Um, however... I am expecting Omega to be weaved in somehow into this series. I am too. And I don't say that because I'm a Marvel freak who loves surprise guests, but because I do think 
her addition to the story is really interesting and they've never used her before. And thematically, the idea that like he's trying to come to terms with a lot of different things, the death of his father, all of this stuff, and to introduce the fact that he has like a younger twin sister. Um, Adam Lash had mentioned this on our Mandalorian draft podcast. It just mm-hmm. seemed like a it seems like a misstep to not use those ama- or at least at least mention her or like allude to her at the end of the season. I, I think that like that would be a huge missed opportunity in terms of storytelling. Um, but like also like we'll see. Maybe we're I mean, getting a surprise even more bigger, bigger than our brains can comprehend. I don't even know what that would be. Sure. And even if it's just seeing some of these, I'm going to say species for lack of a better term. I do not mean like they're all animals. I just mean races we are different races. Yeah, I guess races. Races of, I mean, I guess they're all tech, everyone's aliens. I guess even the human or Terran people that look like you and I are technically mm-hmm. an alien to these people. Yeah, totally. Um, I'll say, yeah, people or race, whatever you said. Um, even if it's just going to be that throughout, that's really exciting to me because I learned so much more about how they live their life and their personalities and you know, what they're want to do. I hope we get some more Mandalorian stuff, not, not the Mandalorian things, but just Mandalorian culture because Mm. he is at his very roots that. Yeah. But is he Mandalorian? I think Jango Fett was, was, was human, um, who had Mandalorian armor. I don't know if Jango Fett was actually Mandalorian. Oh, I wonder how he, right. Oh, that's a good point and definitely true. I just wonder then, the story behind there, but I guess with there's so much coming, I guess that's a story for a different, I mean, maybe they save that kind of stuff for the Mandalorian. I I still think season three of Mandalorian and my, my guess is we're going to be dealing with like the siege of Mandalore and what the state of Mandalore is now and And the the dark saber. Dark saber. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So um, we'll see. Yeah. Um, but I do think Omega would be a beautiful part to weave in. And I think it's sort of the direction that everything's going with what is on tap and, it, you know, what's in this laying in this runway that we have to work with. They're they're obviously trying to weave in characters from sort of the new era with the old, with all of this fun space that we have to play with. And that just seems like that's a nice little bit, just to, just the connective tissue. Um you know, would be just sort of just puts you, it makes it all contextually mm-hmm. make a lot more sense. So yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. And then, then the, there's other rumors too, that I won't even bring up here. Cause I don't want to disappoint anybody, but like, we'll see. Okay, you tell me off recording. Cause I really want to know now. <laughs> um, yeah. It's just about like, I, I don't, I don't know how much further bringing back old characters or characters we thought were dead are going to help with the narrative moving forward. No, I don't really you know want I mean? that either. I don't, I especially don't want like pivotal characters uh, that are considered like old, you know, we're, I, we're done with the Skywalker saga and that's totally okay with me. I mean, we're going to yeah. get Obi-Wan and he's part of that, but you know, I don't need those kind of people coming through the woodwork, but mm-hmm. I like that Clone Wars and rebels brings in since it started it's animated and it started on what cartoon network and moved to disney i like that it's starting a whole new generation of younger kids who can feel connected to these stories because this star wars is going to be around for a really long time and it's going to change and the star the skywalker saga was was something that happened and is incredible and i'm excited to i don't want to i want i don't want younger kids to feel like their their entryway into that is 
just so far gone because they missed it. I mean, even you, you have such more of an attachment to Boba Fett than I do. And I mean, to be fair, he was on screen for like 36 minutes or whatever for the entire thing. He just looked awesome and was cool and had a lot of intrigue. But I don't know. I I like that they're bringing in the newer world stuff because I just think it it's going to add to the fan base. And who doesn't want a lot of fans to enjoy this with? Then it's more content. Um, So uh, all in all, do we want to talk about what we ranked this episode? Yeah, absolutely. I was like, oh, yeah, I should just Uh, ask you. I'm going to rank this uh, 7 out of 10 Tuscan Raider smell, gooey smelling salts. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> oh, fine. Gooey smelling salts. Oh, yeah. Not carrot juice, as Justin said it was. He was like, what did he get? What did he get? Carrot juice? It's green? Yeah, I also thought it was like a weird carrot at first. But I was like, no, that's just like sandy smelling salt slugs yeah. or something. I don't know. So I give just it a enough, 7 out of 10. Just enough to make him be able to walk... I, uh, you know, yeah. to be pulled behind totally. in all white, just cruel to put him in all white. It is little very pajamas. reminiscent of his original co- costume in his little pajamas. Yeah. His little, um, his Space little suit pajamas under, yeah, Jimmy, uh, under John's, whatever yeah. they're called. Um, I'm going to give it, Hmm. I'm going to give it a C, which, what does that fall under? That's a seven. I mean, I give it a, an eight for nostalgia, but a seven mm. for actual like engaging storytelling. Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm going to say, yeah, 6.57 uh, smelling salts of the Tuscan Raider. Cool, cool. Raider publication. Um, oh, but I did want to say my dad, my dad pointed out, and I haven't researched this, so and you can feel free to cut this, but the, um, the what are they called? In the town, um, we saw Boston Dynamics, like the real droids. The ones that were walking on all fours, those are actual like droids in our world, like that they're making this technology, I think. That's pretty cool. You know cool. that? Yeah. That's wild. I'll research more, but that's my dad was like, those are the those are the those are the real. Are they, they're real. Are they also um inventing back to tanks? I mean, God, I hope so. Think of right? how like restorative that would just be. Yeah. Not more than only a spa. Yeah, more than a spa. It's like oh, that's who it. has a facelift. That's the that's business. It. Someone, back to tanks more than someone, a spa. Please. Yeah. Back to back to back to more than a spa. <laughs> the tattooing experience. Um yeah. yes. Okay. So yeah, I'm I'm super pumped. I can't wait for next week. I hope it's a little longer. Um, but all in sure. all, I still enjoyed myself and I'm gonna give it six point five seven. So here's here's the three things that are kind of here are the three biggest questions that are left over from this episode. Yes. One, uh, what's the mayor's deal? Right. Two, who sent the assassins? Right. And in my opinion, three, who was that gang in the flashbacks? Yes, that was – and the symbol for – I mean, it's all tied in. Yeah, totally. Those were my – those were my three questions as well. Um, and I also um, – yeah, who – who why, why did they show him that is the other part of that. Yeah, like, why you know? did the kid, like, why did the kid bring them there? Like, yeah, like, was he saying, look at look at what our threat is right now? But we're, Or maybe he wants to be one of them. Yeah, he's or like maybe the person kid. who lived there is, is important to the story, or, mm. I don't know. It's, it, I have questions about that for sure. Yeah. I did, I will say, I did gasp when we saw it with that establishing shot of him in the Sarlacc pit. That just got yeah. me very excited. But I'll tell yeah. you. 
the shot of Camino really got me excited. Really? It really got me. I, I, I was very, I was like, oh, you know, right to this boy's heart. I mean, honestly, why why is it that it makes you nostalgic also for those first three movies in general? I mean, I <laughs> I love all the time as being terrible. But you see Lincoln picking up his, you know, dad's daddy's helmet, and you're like, oh my God. Yeah. Little gladiator I, pit. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because I saw them in movie theaters, like for the first yeah. time. I it was all that hype. Uh maybe it's just that like Ewan McGregor's a badass and like he makes the like, Qui-Gon is a, like Liam Neeson. Like, I mean such yeah. good things about those movies. Also, in hindsight. Those movies were something new, whereas yeah. the newer trilogy is just a rehashing of old stuff. Whereas I feel like episodes one, two, and three felt like a new a new thing that was Star mm-hmm. Wars related, as opposed to like being repackaged nostalgia, which a lot of the new ones feel like. Those prequels, as bad as they are in places, like like truly terrible, dot, bad dialogue, not enough through line, very little plot. Like there's a lot of things to like not like about those as we, I still I, stand that the third is good, but whatever. I'm I'm in the minority thinking that Revenge of the, the Sith or whatever. What's it called? You're Revenge not in the minority at all. I'm in the minority thinking it's good. I don't know. TikTok <laughs> would argue differently. But oh. um, they were just new and they were fun and they were exciting. And even though they were garbage in places, um I don't know. Whereas I think that like there's some great, there are almost better characters in the new trilogy, but those new trilogy movies don't do anything with those characters, which is so disappointing. I mean, yeah, I, I'm not an apologist for those three, but they certainly don't cut to me the way that they cut to some of the older fan base, I feel. Yeah, Maybe it's totally. because, again, I'm obsessed with Adam Driver. Maybe it's because I really was entertained by them, but I see, I certainly see the storytelling flaws, and I certainly see, like, the inconsistencies and how yeah. I think that the fans just got a hold of too much influence. I almost feel like they they just played a large part of the influence of sort yeah, of, and that's you know that's, and that's Luke, just not right. That's Disney's fault for yeah. retconning. Listen, even if you hate yes. the Last Jedi, you basically said no, thank you to this movie. Let's keep moving forward. Whereas yeah. the things that were established in that movie, as much as you didn't like them, were way more interesting with what we got in um, uh, Rise of Skywalker, which is a which is yeah. the worst. Of the, of the Skywalker Saga nine movies, that is the worst one. But I must say, I'm grateful that they that they had that place in time because, to me, the really exciting runway of storytelling is what's being played with now. And I'm so glad they didn't, like, back us into a corner. Sure, to yeah, try yeah, to yeah. Unwa- un- to try to unravel a mess. Whereas they put us at an end place far, far away. Literally. You're you're talking about where we're exploring now between um, Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. Um, That's interesting to me. The time right after um, Order 66 is interesting to me all the way to New Hope. mm, Um, mm -hmm. So I just think that there's that we're going to get a lot of content for these really fun other periods of time. And I'm just glad that that the tr- the new trilogy didn't take part of that from this. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah. You know what the best part of all this is? We're talking Star Wars again. I'm so happy to I be know. doing this. I know. That's really fun. Well, nerds, even when a Trandoshan pays you a compliment, it sounds like a threat. 
Regardless, join us next time in the new year as we discuss the Harry Potter 20th anniversary return to Hogwarts. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at The Nerdverse Pod. Be sure to subscribe to The Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And please rate and review us there. Um, We would really appreciate that because as a new podcast in a multiverse of other Nerdverses, the reviews are super important for us. Um, But thank you so much for for listening and, and, and thanks for keep coming back. We're just so happy that you have stopped by. And and just know, things will go a lot smoother if you accept their ways. Oh, also, I really dug um, the score to this. Was it Ludwig Gordonson or whatever his name is? Yeah. Um, No, they're... They're visually and aesthetically, they're nailed. These last Mandalorian and this have been just so stellar. Yeah, I mean, these TV, these Star Wars TV shows, and I know we've only gotten two of them so far, have really, really brought my love for Star Wars back because of the quality. And, yeah, I'm so glad. Yeah, and, and we talked about this a couple times in this podcast, like, Filoni and Favreau, as fans who understand storytelling, um, mm-hmm. and and Filoni, who was a direct hire by George Lucas, mm-hmm. really make the difference here. They yeah. know what they're doing. And he's not clo- he's not so close to it that he can't like see it, you know, yeah. with perspective. And like, similar I to- wasn't. Sorry, go for it. No, no, no. Similar to Feige, I think he's in all. Hmm. He's a fan at the end of the day, and that just yes. really helps. And even giving something a 7 out of 10, you know, Tuscan Raiders gooey smelling salts, like, I know it's only going to get better from here. And, and this wasn't bad at all. These these TV shows, these Disney Plus TV shows have such a high bar because they're mm-hmm. so much fun and so good. Even if we have low expectations because we just don't know, like, what we're in for, it, this is so exciting to be in, in yeah. this moment. Agreed. Agreed.